Everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses, we all on our telephones. With the texts and the tweets and the beats. What he said, she said, can't even follow the three. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too. With my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Roy and I, because of timing, have not yet talked about the signing of Carlos Correa. That will be a prime topic today. But let's start today with the new news for the Minnesota Twins here on the Chin Music Show. Roy, Joe Ryan with the opening day start, starter. Now, that's not, you know, that's not uh, the biggest news you can have. Somebody's got to take the ball. But I, I think it's a really cool sign that they really like and trust Joe Ryan as a not only a good young pitcher, but also as a leader. Yeah, I think they like his stuff. I think they love his attitude and uh, his personality. And, uh, you know, the I, I, I think the, the bulldog uh, term is too liberally uh, applied or at least becomes cliche. Uh, you know, but uh, but I think that uh, I, I think that he's one guy that that fits that from a personality, mental toughness uh, standpoint. And when you think about it just from an ability uh, standpoint, some of his characteristics, I mean, he, he throws the ball over the plate. And, and uh, in today's game, uh, we've seen how important that is just to, you know, throw your stuff for strikes and, and, uh, make it, it, and put the hitters on the defensive as best you can, uh, not giving them 2-0 and and 3-1 and counts, which he has shown uh, to be his, his style. So, yeah, cool that, he's, uh, that they think that highly of him. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of things that when they look at how they're going to set up the rotation, starting with opening day, part of it is, uh, is, okay, everybody's going to put their best starter out there. Who's our, who's our best guy. Uh, but uh, another part of the secondary part of it is what have we got coming up and what are the matchups that we like, uh, in our rotation against the, you know, the, ne- in the next, you know, the next four days, or so after opening day. And uh, so that will be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see that how they handle the entire pitching staff. They're going to have a 28-man roster. They're probably not going to have people going very deep into games. It might be a little messy early on, but they do have basically a you know mostly new rotation. We're going to get into that. We're going to get Correa, some news around Major League Baseball. This is Chin Music. This is our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. You can always go to TalkNorth.com, see the shows, see the list of shows, see the archives of shows. Uh, and uh, like if you like this show, Roy tells great stories all the time. And you can go back and, and listen to some of the classics he's told. Uh, and thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. You can also follow us on Twitter, TalkNorthPod, see the shows as they are released and find out about our live shows. By the way, last live show we did when Roy was in Arizona, we had uh, LaBelle Neal and myself out at Eleven Wells Distillery. It was a blast. Thank you to everybody who showed up. Uh, Thanks for having the taco truck there at Eleven Wells. That was incredible food. Great drink, great time. Hopefully we'll do that again soon. Hopefully we'll be able to get Roy out there as well. Thanks to our other sponsors, uh, Corona, the official import beer sponsor of the Minnesota Twins and the presenting sponsor of the Chin Music Show. Memorial Blood Centers, Better Edge, and Perfect Ash. Aren't, you and I have not had a chance to talk about the Carlos Correa signing. I was on a 
I was in the Caribbean when it happened. Uh, and my first reaction, I think Lavelle said the same thing last week was I was shocked. I was just, I just did not see it coming. So what was your first reaction and what do you think of the move now? I was shocked uh, uh, for all the reasons that you would that everybody would be shocked, right? I mean, Carlos Correa, you know, wanting wanting to come here, even for even for a, a year, the Twins willing to pay up uh, that much uh, for three years if he, you know, if he decides that's, you know, what he wants to, you know, whether he wants to stay. They have the ability to to renegotiate, uh, so you know, to, to make him happy and not become a free agent at, at the end of the year. But uh, you know, all those things. It, shock. Uh, but I want to go back to two weeks ago um, when uh, you were um, out of the country and Lavelle and I were talking about the trade that they made with Texas and then to the Yankees. And I am, I am still incredibly complimentary and impressed um, with that whole process that the, the Twins front office pulled off. Getting a player that the Yankees really wanted from uh, Texas in order to turn around and trade uh, that player and Josh Donaldson and get rid of Donaldson's contract. I am a, I am a Josh Donaldson fan and uh, I thought it was a great move to try to win when they signed him. It didn't work out as well as it, they thought it, they had hoped it would because he had some uh, some injury issues but now you're faced with and if they keep him it's fine maybe he stays healthy all, you know all year and has a big year because he's he's a really fine player but what you've got is an older player making a boatload of money for a uh, team that really needs to fill some holes and uh, they were able to uh, shed that uh, that 50 million over the next two years of Josh Donaldson uh, contract, and which was remarkable because you just didn't figure he was ever going to be able to move. You know, he's getting older, and who's going to take on that that uh, that contract? And and they found somebody that would. They've got they got two very good players, uh, Sanchez as a hitter, uh, Gio Urshela as a terrific third baseman, and Lavelle and I. Uh, then speculated. I mean, what I loved about it is it frees up all kinds of money to go out. And I was saying Trevor Story, right? And only mm-hmm. because, it, you know, I, I had no idea that Correa would would possibly be in the mix for the Twins. But I was, you know, pushing hard for the shortstop because then you've got quite a up the middle, uh, up the middle defense and offense with, in, in my view, at the time, Story and Polanco and Buxton, no idea it, it could possibly be Correa. But b- because of what they did with, you know, with uh, trading Donaldson, they were able to do that. I actually said, you know, go get Story, go get a pitcher. And what they did was <laughs> get a, a 28-year-old um, uh, outstanding shortstop and hitter and guy. And uh, it put him right in the middle of, of everything and still have some money left over potentially to, uh, you know, to get some continue to get some some pitching help, which they continue to do. And then we'll talk about uh, Chris Archer and, you know, and all those guys. But I just my my initial shock, my my shock with Correa came after I was just so impressed with what the uh, Twins front office were able to pull off. And as it turned out in order to get Carlos Correa. I, just first-rate stuff, I think. 
Yeah, a really remarkable series of moves and really unlike anything in Twins history. Uh, you know, not only have they not really signed a player like Correa before, you know, like a, a guy, a, a superstar in his prime uh, who could theoretically go anywhere for, for big money. Uh, also, the way I, I, you know, I believe just looking at it from the outside more than anything else, I think that they also got him because they were willing to be really creative with the structure of his contract. I'm sure everybody else. Correa was negotiating with was saying, okay, yeah, we're going to, we want to lock you in for five years or three years. If you're going to be here and the twins probably were the only team willing to say, okay, well, we'll give you an opportunity to leave after a year or two. We'll take that chance. And, you know, and, and that's where having great organizational depth benefits you, you know, if, if Correa leaves after a year, well, that might be the time that Austin Martin or Royce Lewis is ready to play shortstop anyway. Yeah, that's exactly right. And this goes back to us talking about organizational depth four years ago, at least maybe five. Mm -hmm. And they started with, you know, whenever it was that, that how long ago was, was, uh, you know, the Falvey and Levine uh, regime change here. So they started making, you know, they started trading players and get big league players and getting minor league players. And they, uh, and they've got, gotten a lot of young pitchers uh uh as a result they've gotten two minor league shortstops who who look like they're going to be able to uh hit and play somewhere and maybe maybe shortstop and so as we said however many years ago in order to compete you've got to continue to build uh players that can step up from the minor leagues they were in a bad situation when Falvey and Levine took over in that respect and now all of a sudden we look up and we see what's, what can happen if you have that kind of uh, young player flexibility. They, those guys need another year for sure. Uh, and, you know, maybe Correa decides to sign, uh, you know, longer term with the Twins. And now you have flexibility with making, you know, making some trades. So I, I, I think that, you know, we talked about how do you how do you try to win now and build for the future? We've been talking about that for three or four years. And, you know, this this spring, at least at least on paper, the way it looks, you know, they've gotten to a point where they, with the moves they made this year, they're in position to win this year. And they're in, still uh, in good position uh, building for the future. So good on them. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Corona. Thanks again to 11 Wells, 11 Wells Distillery. Also says 11 Wells Spirits on the building. It's like a beautiful town hall in the front. It's like a cool speakeasy in the back from grain to glass. Everything they do at 11 Wells is local. Your spirits and liquors are made on site with ingredients sourced from Minnesota farmers. Uh, the Minnesota 13 whiskey. They have, I, My wife and I really like the rum. My wife loved the old fashions there. They do all kinds of different cocktails. Uh, you know, bourbon, uh, the coffee liqueur, I like a lot. They just have a really wide variety. Uh, you can also go there and take a tour. I've taken the tour and it's, it's just kind of cool. You know, you would not long ago, you'd have thought you'd had to go to Kentucky or something to, to tour a place that really makes this, this quality of whiskey. Now it's right there in St. Paul, free parking. Uh, they always have a, you know, they have food trucks out there. We were really lucky to have a great taco truck out there during our live, our live show. Check them out at 11wells.com. Uh, so we'll get to the pitching, and I know that's what Twins fans are most worried about, but I'm kind of having fun with the, the whole Correa thing. How good is this lineup now? Well, it's immediately, it's immediately really 
a hundred percent better than it, than it was uh, going in in uh, in my view. You've got a a good defensive catcher uh, behind the plate with uh, with Sanchez, you know, backing backing him up. So uh, Ryan Jeffers not as as much of a, an offensive threat as Sanchez, but a better defensive player. But Sanchez lurking there as uh, as DH. Uh, the Twins did not have a full time uh, uh, DH. And now they have the ability to go right and left with uh, Sanchez and Arise and lead Arise off or have him up in the lineup somewhere uh, and not have to bat Arise fifth like Rocco did so much of the year last year because you've got guys now in the two through uh, six spot uh, that uh, in the two through six spot that can that can really hit. So you put you plug Correa right in the middle there with uh, Polanco and uh, Buxton and all, it, it, all of a sudden, you know, things are, things are uh, just immensely better than they were, you know, heading in. And, and what I think is funny is, you know, I threw out about a month ago uh, on this show, heck with pitching, just get offense, <laughs> you know, sign story, <laughs> sign Chris Bryant, uh, you know, it's just and and you're not going to be able to get the kind of pitching that you need to, to become a, a Dodger staff. Right. I mean, you, you're just not going to be able to do that. So don't try it. Just go out and get offense. Well, what they've done, they've done a little modified version of that. And and what they've done is given themselves a really nice offensive ball club and uh, and five pitchers that are are not going to knock anybody's uh, socks off in terms of of elite uh, mound presence starters but they have five guys that are going to give them give that offense a chance to win every time out so uh, you know again i i think they've done a good job with what with what they had to work with i really do it's funny uh we sometimes in the newspaper industry we submit our preview columns well ahead of the time so i've already written my twins preview column that'll run while i'm out actually down at the masters for opening day and my premise was you know hey everybody's complaining about the pitching but it's not uncommon for the twins to start a season with uncertain pitching and just knock the cover off the ball and figure out the pitching as they go now it's it's a little worrisome it's a little scary but remember, they won 101 games in 2019, not knowing where the pitching was going to come from and blowing up their bullpen in late July and starting over with the bullpen. I mean, so you you can win this way. You need a little luck. You have some things develop well, but it has happened before. Yeah, and I think they're poised to uh, be able to make a trade for uh, mm-hmm. a pitcher potentially right now because of the depth that we're talking about on the big league roster and you know, in at double uh, A and triple A. So um, it, it will really just uh, depend on, you know, how the first two months play out. Uh, but I think they have the ability, a, a couple of things could, could happen. They could not cover off the ball and have the five guys that they're going to run out there, you know, be serviceable enough to keep them in every game and win a lot of games offensively. Um, and, you know, we did that in uh, 87, obviously. Uh, we had Frankie V and, and, and Bert. And after that, not, uh, you know, not a lot. And, uh, and yet the guys that, that I'm calling not a lot, they did a serviceable job, plenty good enough, you know, for the offense that we had, obviously. So, I mean, it can be done. And that's one thing that could happen. The other thing that could happen is, 
holy cow, we got something with uh, these two starters. Let's go get a let's go get a, a see if we can get a dominant starter and and trade some as much as we need to trade some of our uh, some of our young guys in order to do it. So there's a couple ways uh, that they uh, th- that they can go, and um, you know if it if if everything goes to hell. Uh, they've got players that they can, un, you know, trade to somebody before the trade deadline. To somebody that that needs uh, needs a good player to put them over the hump and 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 continue the rebuild. So there's a there's a there's a lot of good ways uh, to go. I do want to mention one thing when you asked me about the lineup. Mm-hmm. I really believe that one of it, 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 the most key players uh, in the lineup uh, this year will be Max Kepler. What Max Kepler does and, and, it, and who he turns out to be, either the, the, the terrific Max Kepler that we've seen and, and you know, we'll see a season-long uh, season long pr- production or in other seasons, uh, it, streaks, uh, it, or are we going to see the, the, the Max Kepler that looked confused last year at, uh, about, the, you know, in a lot of ways? He has so much talent. He's a good outfielder. He's a uh, he can hit any, literally anywhere in the lineup. And I think the key. I'm going to say that Polanco will be Polanco. Arise will be Arise. Correa will be Correa. Buxton will be Buxton. Uh, I think Urshela is. A, I think he's a known uh, offensive qu- uh, quantity for you know whatever you know, for whatever that is. Kepler makes a gigantic difference um, in, in this lineup because if if they can go um, uh, Kirilov, Buxton, and a big producing Kepler, then all of a sudden you've got guys all over the lineup. Kepler can hit first, he can hit fourth, he can hit fifth, depending on right-handed, left-handed starter. He can. I mean, and if he can be productive, that lineup. It's more than just one guy better. It's it's going to make that lineup really, really good. And if he's if he's, you know, not what you know we expect that that he would be, then it's just a little bit different. Yeah, and uh, you know they need left-handed pop to balance things out here too. You know, I mean Correa and Buxton are right-handed hitters. Sano's a right-handed hitter. I mean they they have a lot of right-handed pop, uh, and. Kepler can keep them from being unbalanced. Yeah, it's funny because they went from being over left-handed not too long ago to now being very strong right-handed, which, uh, you know, a lot depends on Kirilov, uh, you know, too, from the from right. the left side. I think he's going to be fine. Polanco, obviously, is a terrific hitter from the left side. He And, and you're right, one more left-handed bat, uh, and in this case, it be, uh, you know, have it be – have, have it be Kepler, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah. He just he just makes. I was going through my own mind. I was going through like you know what the potential lineup could be, and depending on whether it's a right-handed or left-handed pitcher, uh, you know the biggest problem you know is a is a leadoff hitter. So are you going to have you know a rise, or are you going to go back to uh, Kepler, who was so good uh, the the one year he led off and just so devastated with hitting first inning home runs coming back around late in the game, getting another bat and, and you know, walking off uh, the win. I mean, there, there's just so many things that he can do. Uh, but he also, if he were a real good, uh, highly uh, run producer, run productive guy like he like he we have seen, then he hits behind Correa. I mean, if you think about 
in the two and three spot, it's going to be Buxton and uh, Polanco and or interchangeable, right? And and now maybe maybe Buxton ends up leading off. I kind of doubt it, but in the first four hitters, you're going to have uh, Buxton, Polanco, and Correa. Now after that, it does. It's it, you know they just need that one more bat. They need the fifth hitter uh, against left-handers, for example. They might put. You know, Gary Sanchez or Sano in the fourth spot, Matt Correa, you know, behind them for protection. But then you need one more guy. So it's it, it, I just think Kepler is, is really, really important to this lineup. No doubt. Hey, thank you to Memorial Blood Centers continuing to do such important work around the Twin Cities. This month, give blood with local Memorial Blood Centers and you'll make twice the impact. For every unit of blood donated, Memorial Blood Centers will donate $1 to Second Harvest Heartland, helping ensure folks living with food insecurity can get healthy, nutritious food that they need. Double your impact without even having to open your wallet. Learn more about how you can help or schedule an appointment to give blood at mbc.org or call 1-888-448-3253. Your community is counting on you. Thanks also to Better Edge. Sports betting is on the rise. We recommend Better Edge. Combine your love for competition, social, and sports with Better Edge, the sports betting exchange that actually gives back to its betters. Better Edge is a brand new locally based betting platform meant to connect users and attempt to add some coin to the bank. Completely legal and 100% fun, compete against friends, sports insiders, and yourself with Better Edge in a number of different sports and event competitions. In fact, you can follow me, my username is Sonny Everett on this platform to see what my picks are. Use code CHIN for a free $10 when you sign up by visiting betteredge.com. That's B E T. T-O-R-Edge.com. And thanks to one of Lavelle Neal's favorite places on earth, Perfect Ash. March Madness has arrived. And you can celebrate March Madness at the Perfect Ash in Invergrove Heights, Minnesota. The Perfect Ash has over 340 cigar brands. You can sit in the nice lounge with leather chairs and then sit with like-minded individuals while you're watching your favorite college team try to make the big dance. And for $10, you can enter the NCAA pool in which all proceeds go to help the local Shriners Foundation. That's the perfect ash located in Inver Grove Heights. I get the sense they're going to start, they're going to lead Buxton off. But the reality is, is, you know, we used to have a lot of fun really projecting lineups and talking about, hey, where's TK going to bat this guy? What's Guardy, you know, going to do? Hey, oh, he's going to bat Jock Jones leadoff. That's interesting. I mean, Rocco could write 162 different lineups this year. And, and it will be closer to that number than it will be to one. I, yes, I, no I, doubt. I guarantee, you, I guarantee you that. It's going to be all over the place. Um, they have a chance to be devastating against left-handed pitching if um, if Sanchez and Sano, uh, you know, if, if if Sano is swinging the bat the way he has and should against left-handers, and Sanchez has the DH the same way, and then Jeffers has the good defensive uh, catcher who also hits left-handers, you know, very well, and Correa and Polanco and Buxton. I mean, they're going to be really good against left-handed pitching, which they have not been all that great in the last couple of years, but they're going to be good against them uh, this year. And Rocco's going to put all kinds of different combinations um, out there against uh, uh, both left and right-handed pitchers. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Sano sometimes it's going to, be, you know, in the lineup, sometimes not Sanchez, Sanchez sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, they'll have, depending on who's hot, who's swinging well, there'll be a different leadoff guy. Uh, Arise is going to be in there you know, three, three rotations a week, 
probably somewhere. I mean, it's going to be all over. The only thing that we know for sure is that it's going to be Correa, Polanco, and uh, Buxton. And after that, uh, Kirilov most of the time, uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, um, a young right-hand hitter that's uh, got, I'm blanking on his name, but um, that uh, got pretty good luck last year, hit some home runs. He's got he might be in the in the mix. Kepler moving all over the place. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of different lineups. You think about Rooker or somebody else? Yeah, Brett Rooker. Yep. Thank yeah, you. yeah, and he, yeah, he, that guy can hit a fastball, no doubt about it. Uh, we're going to be getting into more of this as the season approaches, of course, and season's about to start. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fascinating season. Uh, at this moment, are you more worried about the Twins' bullpen or rotation? You know that's a that's a that's a good question. I'm not I'm not worried about uh, either one of them. I I think I, I think that there are some question marks in uh, the bullpen where things could go either way, and I'm kind of optimistic about uh, it, it it falling more on the positive side than than the negative side. What uh, Alcala did uh, last year makes a big difference if he takes the next step from from what he did the last two months of the season, uh, that's going to be huge late in the game. Uh, I think it will take some heat off of Taylor Rogers, uh, so that he doesn't have to be the, uh, automatic closer, especially again in the ninth inning, uh, against uh, you know, right-handers, right-hand hitters coming up. Uh, so him coming back, uh, and being, you know, the, the Taylor Rogers that we've seen is is going to be important, and I think he'll fall that way. Uh, Tyler Duffy is a question mark uh, to me. Uh, he really was the first half of last year's fastball, didn't have any life, and wasn't throwing a lot of strikes. And then last couple of months of the season, he turned that around. He looked really good. So um, I think that it's uh, – I, I think the, the bullpen has, uh, for me, has bigger question marks about – positive or negative impact on the club than the, the rotation does. I, do, I have the feeling that, as I said before, the starting rotation is uh, going to pitch through five innings w- pretty well with the chance uh, with this offense to give the club uh, a chance to win. Um, from there, if the guys I mentioned, uh, you know, pitch well out of the bullpen, then they're, they're really going to be pretty good. I agree. And, uh, I still feel, and this has been a theme of ours, yours and mine, for a long time. I would feel better about the entire staff, the entire team, if they had just kind of a sure thing, lockdown closer, and you know th- that was going to allow them to re- to have confidence entering the ninth inning and allow Taylor Rogers to do other things. I'm still not sure how they put that together right now. Yeah, I mean, it's they just they they need too much. Uh, you know, I mean, they. they trying to go out and get a closer. I mean, my, you're right. You and I have said this for a long time and my position remains the same. I don't think there's been anybody go deep in the playoffs that doesn't have uh, the ability to lock down the ninth inning, you know, 92% of the time. Um, I just, I I don't see a lot of, um, a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of teams, very many teams, that are, are doing it by committee. Uh, the Houston Astros know it a little bit, but they've got three arms out there that are closers uh, in, in their own right. I mean, legitimate legitimate single guy closers, and they've got three of them. 
Um, the twins don't have, you know, they're doing it by committee and have nice arms. They don't, it's not quite that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it, it's really intriguing to me to think about how good Taylor Rogers and Alcala and Duffy uh, could be if there was a guy lurking back there in the ninth inning that would, if, if we get him, if we get to him, it's done, right? It's over. Uh, those three guys pitching in those roles, you know, setting up uh, the seventh and eighth um, and, and depending on matchups on the other team, the Rocco can, you know, can go to Alcala or uh, Roger. I mean, that's the ideal scenario, but you know, we don't have that. It, it's, it's not, and it's probably, we're probably not going to have it because of what it would take to get somebody of, you know, of that caliber. So it, it <clears throat> That would probably be just a little too, you know, too much to expect that they might be able to do. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Let's get a final thought from Roy. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Thanks again to Eleven Wells, Corona, Memorial Blood Centers, <laughs> Better Edge, Perfect Ash, and thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton, as always. Uh, Roy, final thought on anything you like? Well, I'm, I'm excited for the season to start, and I'm going to... I, I'm going to finish with uh, the 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 way you uh, the way you were taught to to write. You you want to tell somebody what you're going to tell them, and then tell them, and then reiterate why you told you know what you said <laughs> to them. And uh, I'm just going to come back and say I'm just really impressed with what the Twins did, and regardless of what happens th- this year, I think what they did to try to put them to look at at what they have and say you know what we can win with this group we've got right here. I think they're right about that. Uh, they may, it may turn out not to be the case, but I think the attempt to do that is big time. I just thought they did a really great job and I'm, ex- I'm really excited. I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. You know, I, we talk about no team, you know, it can go deep in playoffs without a lockdown closer. Well, I'll tell you what, when you start the season with Correa, Polanco, Buxton up up the middle, not a whole lot of teams have that. So I, I'm just really excited about it. You know, it reminds me, uh, too, growing up, you know, I was an Orioles fan, living in Baltimore, uh, getting to watch Davey Johnson or Bobby Gritch, Mark Belanger, Paul Blair, and just the plays they would all make. Uh, and, you know, some of those guys get hit, too. But uh, but the, the defensive wizardry you got to watch on a daily basis. Then my family moved to St. Louis, and I watched Ozzie Smith and Tommy Hur and Willie McGee. That is a wonderful way to be a baseball fan, is go out there knowing no matter what the score is, no matter who wins, whatever else, how the pitcher performs, you got people in the middle of the diamond who could make brilliant plays. It is so entertaining. Yeah, really true. Really true. I'm excited.